But the only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. What did you say? A bolt of lightning. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. This is the one and only show where we go back in time and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time. And we are concluding, finally concluding, our Star Wars series of reviews. We are going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. But we're not just going to review that. We're also going to review... Star Wars Episode Nine: Duel of the Fates. Yes, we are going to be reviewing... Well, I'm not going to do a full breakdown of everything that happens in Duel of the Fates. I'm just going to talk about some things that stand out to me. A couple things that I that I uh, enjoy in Duel of the Fates. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Duel of the Fates is the original version um, written by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly. But we'll get to that in a moment. Let me first break down... The, the people behind The Rise of Skywalker. So Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, released in in the Christmas season of 2019. Uh, it was directed by J.J. Abrams, co-written by J.J. Abrams, and also uh, written by both J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. Uh, stars Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Kelly Marie Tran, uh... Uh, Richard, uh, Richard E. Grant uh, and Ian McDermott returns as the Emperor. How does he return? No idea. And the film doesn't either. Uh, in the riveting conclusion, debatable, of the, of the landmark Skywalker saga, new legends will be born and the final battle for freedom is yet to come. Oh, it came alright, and um... Yeah. 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 So let's not waste any time, guys, and let's get right into it. Let's talk about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
So, I remember back in um, 2017 when The Last Jedi came out, I remember walking out of the first, my first time seeing it, thinking that this was going to be, everybody was going to love this movie. Everyone was going to love it just as much as I did. And then over the weeks and months, I saw just the true like divisiveness of people who essentially started fighting. Now, I know we're talking about The Rise of Skywalker, but giving you guys a little bit of history context is going to work well as we as we understand why Rise of Skywalker maybe isn't for me is my least favorite Star Wars film. And hopefully giving you guys this historical context will, will be true. So so back in 2017, the, the Last Jedi comes out. It's very divisive, and I never saw anything like it. It I still am shocked that it is literally the thing that people legitimately fight about. You know? Like, people will scream at each other. They'll call each other names over a movie. Over a movie. Now, I love The Last Jedi. I'll sit down and have debates with people, but I hate this notion that, you know, people were getting were getting death threats. People started, like, like, the filmmakers involved, like Ryan, like, poor Ryan Johnson and Kelly Marie Tran, um, all of them were completely brutalized by the Star Wars fan community. And so the Star Wars fan community became very, very toxic. Then we get to um, 2018, and Solo comes out, and it becomes the first Star Wars movie to be a disappointment at the box office. Be a box office disappointment, right? And so, I remember by this time, I'm a part of me just felt like, I don't know, I, I feel done with Star Wars now. Just because of the, the amount of fighting that happens with The Last Jedi... And the amount of um, just complete, just <sighs> between how much I did not like Solo and the fact that the Star Wars fan community kind of just ruined, at the time, it ruined being a Star Wars fan for many, many years, you know? And so 2019 comes along and I just, I have not, I wasn't too terribly excited for The Rise of Skywalker. Only because the last film was so divisive. And I love the last movie, but the last movie was so divisive, I didn't want to go through something like that again. I did not want to go through another fight. Um, Now, going back a little bit in 2017, before The Last Jedi came out, um... Colin Trevorrow left episode nine. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, who was the director of uh, Jurassic World um, and, you know, Safety Not Guaranteed and Book of Henry, um, he was supposed to direct episode nine and wrote a killer script for episode nine, which we are going to get to in this review. And all of a sudden, their news broke that uh, Lucasfilm was not on the same page with with uh, Colin Trevorrow, and so Colin Trevorrow left the project. 
He left the project. And so J.J. Abrams came back to direct episode 9. Which brings us to 2019. We get some trailers. We get some posters. You know, cast us some interviews. And I started getting excited. As we got closer to the release of The Rise of Skywalker, I started to get myself a little bit excited again. I was like, wow, this is actually... I'm actually really interested to see a Star Wars movie. So I walked into that theater. Me and my friend, we walked into that theater. And I can tell you, the biggest piece of shit in my life. Um, Yeah, uh, Rise of Skywalker is a bad film. Now, to be fair, I did not see it as my least favorite Star Wars movie. I saw it as a really bad Star Wars movie, but I did not see it as my least favorite Star Wars movie of all time at, at, at the time. And then over the years, I would have my, you know, every year I always have a Star Wars movie marathon. I always try to watch all of the Star Wars movies at least once a year, you know. And so watching Attack of the Clones, which at one point was my least favorite Star Wars movie, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is bad. Then I watched Rise of Skywalker, and I remember thinking, wow, this is worse than Attack of the Clones. This is worse than Attack of the Clones. Because here's the thing. At least Attack of the Clones feels consistent with the story that George Lucas wanted to tell. There is no consistency here. Rise of Skywalker is literally the show, the proven, the proven point. The physical proof that the sequel trilogy was not planned out at all. There was no clear-cut plan for the sequel trilogy, and The Rise of Skywalker is full full damn proof of that fact. So, let's get into the film, shall we? Um... So we start with the opening crawl, and the opening crawl is, well... Okay, the biggest problems I have with the film is actually right from its opening moments. Um, Just right from the crawl, when the crawl starts, we hear, we just see the words, The Dead Speak. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, okay, here we go. Oh, okay, we're, we're actually moving. We're actually... Oh, this is a going to be a very fast film. I I'm not ready for this. And you can already see the rapid pacing of the film because we go from the opening crawl to Kylo on a planet killing people to finding a Sith wayfinder to him going to Exegol and then to him discovering Palpatine. And also the explanation for Palpatine's return or lack thereof is Bullshit. Because what is Palpatine? How does Palpatine explain that he's back? He basically just goes. He goes. He goes. Uh, well, oh, what he says the line from from episode uh, from episode three. Uh, the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Um. And then also we 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 get a you know because JJ wants to suck the the. The I shouldn't say that. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna go that far, because because J.J. Abrams wants to bow at, wants to kiss the feet of Star Wars fans, of Star Wars, of Last Jedi 
crybabies, he decides to give Snoke an explanation. What is Snoke's backstory? My boy, I mean Snoke. I am every voice you have ever heard inside your head. Then cut to a bunch of Snoke clones in a, in a tube. Seriously, in just minutes, you can already tell. Holy crap. We're retconning shit from the other film. We're retconning shit from the last film. And we're even going to... And J.J. Abrams says, you know what? F that. I'm also going to retcon the, the, the original trilogy. Because I'm sorry, but having Palpatine return without a single fucking explanation ruins, ruins the arc that Anakin was on in the first six films. Dar Anakin's whole storyline of him falling to be being prophesized as the chosen one, then falling to the dark side, ultimately seeing that he still has love for his son, and then choosing to be good again. All that gone because JJ wants to make because JJ's like, I didn't like what Ryan Johnson did in the last Jedi. Fuck you! I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. Look, I don't... I love seeing the Emperor back. And it makes complete sense why you bring him, bring him back. If you explain it. But they never once tell us how he returned. He just says... The dark side is a force. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities. Some consider to be unnatural. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kylo Ren goes from "I'm gonna kill you, Palpatine," to oh, "Okay, I'll serve you." No buildup, anything like that. No buildup. We are just moving as fast as we can. And look, don't get me wrong. I get why. The Force Awakens had that rapid pacing because that is the first movie at the gate. You want to you want to make a statement. You don't want to have this slow build just like you have with Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace was a very slow build. Force Awakens, it made sense why JJ chose to have like a really fast pace with that film cuz you know, when you when you bring up the pace and you deliver nothing but exciting moments, you're going to get the fan base back on track. But this was the final movie in the saga, and you did something that was crucial to the saga. Bringing back Palpatine. That is something that cannot be explained in a book. Oh, wait. They explained it in the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker. No. You should have explained that in the two-hour film that you decided to make. Anyway, we cut to Finn and Poe on their mission. I wonder what their mission is. Oh, it, it, I, oh, okay, but just okay. We're we're already done with it. We're done with the mission. They get what they need and they fly away. Yay, Star Wars. Um, and 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 look, I know I'm gonna be sh look. Um, let's, let's be real, okay? Let's be completely real, okay? I 
<laughs> I'm gonna do a lot of um shit talking during this movie. I'm gonna be doing a lot of that during this review. But I also do want to acknowledge that the film does have some really cool moments. Like, for example, Ray's introduction. The, the lady is floating in the air surrounded by rocks. She essentially looks like an earthbender from Avatar The Last Airbender. And not only that, but she's being trained by Princess, by uh, Leia Organa. Or Leia Skywalker, or whatever the, or Leia Solo, whatever the fuck you want to call her. Now, even though seeing Leia be Ray's teacher is great, I do think bringing Leia into the film was a massive disservice. Now, for those of you who don't know, let me explain. J.J. Abrams decided to bring Carrie Fisher back into the film via via unused footage from Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. But in doing that, in doing that, it makes the editing seem really choppy. And you can tell that the lines Leia is delivering were from a different film filmed in a completely different context than the things that are happening in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, even, like, Leia doesn't really have that many lines in the film. And literally, at the end, she literally, like, just stays silent. And you never see her move her, move, open, you never see her, vi visibly see her say a line. You know, you hear her say, Ben. Which we'll get to that later, I'll tell you how stupid that is. Um... But you either should have done two things. Either one, you should have recast. Or two, just do what they just did with Black Panther. And just have Leia pass away. Just have Leia be gone. And have Poe's arc in the film be about... He's now got to try and lead this band of resistance. Because not only is the resistance, you know... uh you know, very stupidly, again, J.J. Abrams retconning everything Ryan Johnson did, having, um, if you're going to have this idea of the galaxy's lost hope, no one joined the, no one's going to join the fight, and then you add on top of that Leia's death, how more interesting is Poe as a character that he's, he's got to try and lead this resistance without Leia, without Leia's guidance. Would have been so interesting, but nope. Nope. And look, I understand why J.J. decided to... Why J.J. Abrams decided to do that. He was trying to pay respect to Carrie Fisher. And I completely get it. Because Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, did pass away after, in 2016. Um, just months after shooting her scenes for The Last Jedi. And... Um... I look, I get it. I I completely understand. However, I just don't think using the unused footage worked because then it caused a lot of editing problems, visible editing problems that I saw. 
Like, some of the worst edits in the film are scenes that Leia is in. So, um, and then we get this, this amazing line. J- keep in mind, before I read this line, just keep in mind, a big-time Hollywood screenwriter was paid to write that. Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams. Chris Terrio, an Oscar-winning screenwriter. And J.J. Abrams, a really good director. You know, two guys wrote this incredible line that explains everything. Somehow Palpatine has returned. A big two, big-time Hollywood screenwriters were paid to write that line. Somehow Palpatine has returned. <sighs> Yikes. Um it's also nice to see how they just push Rose off to the side. It's like it's like it's like Rose, you coming? <sighs> the general wants me to look at to look at how to destroy the 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 Starfleet. Huh? I'm sorry, what? What? You know, <laughs> you would think that she would go on this adventure with them, but nope. Once again, let's undo everything that Ryan Johnson left for us. It's it's so hilarious because J.J. Abrams even said at Celebration that year when they were promoting the Rise of Guy, he said, and I quote, I'm thankful for Ryan Johnson for many things. One of them was casting Kelly Marie Tran. Okay. And, and then it's like, it's like, oh yeah, you're grateful for Kelly Marie Tran, but that's because you completely wrote her out of the movie, despite the fact that Colin Trevorrow actually had a big part for her, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, uh, I hate the fact that Kylo gives, uh, gets his mask again, um, for no real story purpose. It's just that we want him to have the mask again because it looks cool. We just want him to have the mask again. No story purpose. No reasoning for it. Um, And why are we going to another desert planet? And what in the fuck is Lando doing there? What is Lando doing? Like, seriously, they... They get pulled into this, like, like moving, like, little van. And all of a sudden, he's like, he's like, he's like, Wookiees can be spotted in a crowd. How you doing, Chewie? I'm like, wait, why are you there? What are you doing there? And there's no, again, no explanation for what Lando's doing there. You know? Is he, is he, is he, like, uh, the mayor? Is he... You know, and and in call again in Colin, you know what? Fuck it. Let's start. Let's start naming the the differences now. In Colin Trevorrow's script, Lando is in it, but his introduction is way cooler in that script. He's he's introduced at a gambling table. He's he's gambling, just like in Solo. How we enter we. We introduce Lando through the Sabacc game. He's doing the same thing he's been doing for the last four. He's being Lando. Lando wouldn't just fucking hide in a desert. <coughs> also, <clears throat> someone explain this to me. But tell me why. Tell me why. Uh. 
in Luke's mission to find the uh the the Sith dagger why would he bring Lando on that adventure is Lando force sensitive and we just don't know that again not explained because to JJ Abrams that doesn't matter because we just got to get the cool shit let's get to a desert chase and the desert chase is lame as shit the desert chase is lame as shit. And then the joke. I hate the joke. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. Oh, God. And then, it's funny. Christian Harloff brought this up when he was reviewing uh, when he was reviewing The Rise of Skywalker. It's funny. He was talking about John Boyega. Um, and then John Boyega did an interview where uh, he, he admitted to JJ. He was like, yeah, but they've been flying since the Clone Wars. Yeah, they fly now. Yeah, but they've been flying since the damn Clone Wars. <laughs> it's just like it's like it's just oh yeah yeah. Speaking of Finn, let's talk about Finn's arc in this movie. One of the stupidest parts of the whole film. Ray, I have something that I have to tell you something. Wait, I'll tell you later. By the way, does he ever tell her in the film? Nope. Nope. Doesn't mention it at all. Uh, the Knights of Ren are completely point. The Knights of Ren are just so hilarious because the Knights of Ren, basically all they do is just stand and look badass and then they follow people. You know? They literally don't start doing anything until Kylo Ren or Ben Solo basically comes in at the end and just beats the shit out of all of them. You know, um, also whatever happened to the, to the missing students that, uh, Kylo apparently took from Luke's Jedi Academy. Oh, that doesn't matter either. Okay. Well, I'll just move on then. Um, also how someone answer me this, how has this Jedi, this Jedi hunters ship? Okay. The, the Jedi hunter left his ship there in the middle of nowhere for years how does it still, but yet it still has power and it's able to fly and it's fueled up? Can someone explain that to me? Because clearly the film won't. Clearly the film won't explain that to me at all. Um, this movie also manages, it's weird, this movie manages to kill but also not kill Chewie at the same time. Like, they literally, Ray and Kylo have a battle. It's like, oh, who can pull this ship closer to the other? They start playing tug-of-war with this ship, and then for uh, a forced tug-of-war, and then all of a sudden, Ray shoots lightning at it, the ship explodes, and she's like, Chewie! And then we as an audience are like, oh my gosh, no! Oh, I hate that you killed Chewie, but you know what? That's great, because now we have stakes! And then Ray basically looks at the camera and goes, Fooled you! And then we cut to a scene where Chewie is being arrested by Hux. Great. Thank you, JJ. <sighs> anyway. Uh, also, uh, Poe's whole spice running backstory is kind of dumb. <laughs> and that contradicts uh, 
what was established in Star Wars canon because uh, uh, in the comics, in the Poe Dameron comics, they clearly explained that he was part of the New Republic Academy trying to be a soldier. But anyway, um, uh, okay, here's 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 the thing. the the galaxy given giving up is another thing that is a complete contradiction to the end of The Last Jedi. The ending of the last film was to show that Luke's sacrifice sparked hope that would have ended the war. That because of what Luke did on Crate, the entire ga- that boy on Canto Bite and millions of others in the galaxy were inspired by Luke's act and they decided to join this fight. All gone in the Rise of Skywalker because in the Rise of Skywalker we essentially see that Luke's sacrifice was for nothing because people are afraid and they've given up. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself with that bullshit. Come on. You're, oh, the galaxy has given up. People are afraid. They've given up. Bullshit. Luke Skywalker, that was the whole reason to have Luke die in The Last Jedi! Gosh, I've never yelled this much in a, in a review, but oh my gosh, this movie gives me, this movie makes me so angry! Gosh! Anyway. Um... Now, now that I've yelled um, and and basically said uh, some some more bad stuff, let me let me go ahead and go back to something more positive. I don't care. I love Babu Freak. I love that little guy. Hey, hey! I love. I am Babu Freak. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> when he when he's able to uh, hack through C C three PO's memory. And all of a sudden, C-3PO talks in this, you know, really dark voice. And he has the red eyes, which everyone saw in the trailer. And they were like, oh, why does he have the red eyes? He has the red eyes for a second. Then he shuts back down. And then you just hear Babu Freak go, hey, hey. Um, um, also, I like how they take the Force connection that was set up in The Last Jedi, and they basically abuse it, and they turn it into Amazon Instant Delivery. Essentially, it's, it's um, now you can just grab stuff via the Force. It's just like, hey, can I, can I have that banana? Oh, I can just grab it? Okay, I'll use the Force to just grab it. Um, I want a banana. Oh, look, I have a banana. There you go. This banana tastes real good. I don't even like bananas. I'm I'm just making I'm just making shit up. Anyway, um, so Hux is revealed as the spy. Cause why the hell not? Um, then we get the biggest f u to Ryan Johnson, which is you don't you don't just have power, you have his power. You're a Palpatine. Yep, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Yep, undoing 
everything that the la- that was established with Ray's backstory, discovering that she's not part of any lineage, the idea that a strong force user can come from anywhere, all of that thrown out the window. Now, I would not have a problem with this if this was established earlier. But again, going back to my earlier point, this goes to an overall problem with the sequel trilogy that there was no definitive plan. If this was really the idea, if this was really where J.J. wanted to go with Ray's story, then, oh, I don't know, maybe write and direct all three, you fuck! Anyway, um, uh, so now Finn knows all about it. Um, now Finn knows all about the Force, because all of a sudden this in this trilogy, Finn is Force-sensitive, apparently. Uh, because, yeah, because totally, that's what we established in both Force Awakens and, and then explored in The Last Jedi. That's totally what we established in this trilogy. This whole time, Finn has been Force-sensitive. Yeah! Sure. <laughs> um, uh, okay, going back to something positive here. I love Ray exploring the deck, the wreckage of the old Death Star. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool, and I love them going into the old throne room. That's and her and Kylo Ren basically having a standoff in the throne room is is really cool. Um. Oh, good. We have Dark Side Ray. Oh, good. We have Dark Side Ray. Where's that gonna go? Oh, wait. Never mind. It's a. It's just a dream sequence. Okay. I mean, I remember. I remember seeing that in the trailer thinking, oh shit, we're really going more ballsy than The Last Jedi. Holy shit, they're going to turn Rey bad. So much for that. <laughs> so much for that. Um, Let's see, uh, the lightsaber duel between Kylo and Rey is great. Um, it's so great that it should have been the end of the movie. Um... <laughs> Uh, back to my, uh, back to my, my negative, my negativity here. Kylo Ren should not have been redeemed. He should not have been redeemed. The way he gets redeemed is the dumbest shit I've seen in the Star Wars films. You mean to tell me all it took to turn him good? This, keep in mind, this man was in charge, was, was the, was... Basically helped the First Order blow up five planets. Okay? They they blew up five planets. And he just stood there and watched them blow up all five planets. He also killed Han Solo. Okay? You know? Killed millions of Resistance pilots in The Last Jedi. You know, by by blowing up the 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 hangar bay, and all it took for him to be good was uh, Leia just using the force and saying, "Ben, why didn't Leia just do that in the Last Jedi, and we could have just solved all this?" Seriously, there is a scene where Leia and Kylo are connecting via the Force. You know, it's that beautiful moment where Leia, where 
where Leia use, uses the Force and he and and then it cuts to Kylo in his in his uh in his uh, Tie Fighter and then cuts back to Leia and cuts back to him cuts back to Leia and cuts back to him. Why didn't Leia just go Ben? And then all of a sudden Kylo runs good again. Okay, great, true. Okay, great, you did that in the last Jedi. Awesome. But nope. We saved it for this movie because because Leia decides, oh wait, now I want to call out to my son. Ben. You might as well have just had Kylo turn around and go, Mommy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I oh man, I think I'm gonna edit that out. No, fuck it, I'm keeping it in. <laughs> um uh Chewie's reaction to Leia's death is great. I like that scene. Um, and I get it. It's nice to see Harrison Ford again. But I hate the fact that Han Solo shows up. This should have been Luke. At the end of The Last Jedi, Luke says to Kylo, See you around, kid. It was implied that Luke would return to see Kylo in some way. So why not have him come during this moment? Why not have him appear in front of Kylo in this moment? Especially since just a few moments later, he's gonna appear in front of uh, Ray. So why not just have him, you know? And uh, again, once again, because JJ loves um, loves taking from other masterpieces that he doesn't like coming up with his own original material. Um, Every star killer is a is a planet killing weapon now. You know? Um Um Oh, and now Luke wants to come back and talk to Ray. Now that all this shit has hit the fan. Yeah, thanks, Luke. What such a dick. Everyone's over here. Oh, that's not the Oh Luke Skywalker threw the lightsaber over his head. That's not the Luke I know. That's not the Luke I know. Luke lit a lightsaber on Ben. That's not my Luke. Why would Luke do such a thing? Yet he refuses to come and give Ray any guidance until now. Until the end until the third act of the movie. Yeah, thanks, man. I could have used your help back when I was when I was about to fight Kylo. You could have just popped in and said, "Hey, um, maybe you might not want to do that. I know where Exegol is." Like, I just, uh, 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 um, so R two gives C three PO all of his memories, um, because why not? Uh, why the hell not? Um. And also, it seems like Palpatine changes his plans throughout this whole movie. Like he starts the film wanting Ray dead, then he then that then that doesn't work, so he wants Ray to come to Exegol and kill him so his spirit can go inside Ray. Then he changes his plan again once he finds out that Ray and Kylo are the dyad in the Force and just sucks their life energy. Kylo Ren, I'm uh, Emperor Palpatine. Just like the sequel trilogy. Has no definitive plan. That is what it is. Um, okay. 
sorry guys, my throat's starting to get a little dry from all the yelling. Um, oh, Space Horses. We got Space Horses again, guys. Yay! Thank God we're wrapping up that gem of a storyline. Um, by the way, can somebody answer me this? Where the fuck did Kylo Ren get the TIE Fighter from? I mean, at this point, everyone knows that he's not with the First Order anymore. Because Palpatine has basically said that... Palpatine told one of his generals, and I'm assuming that general went and told everybody, hey, by the way, don't follow orders from him. He's not our leader anymore. Like, it... it uh... It's just, it, it's so many things that this movie just tends to ignore. Um, Knights of Ren show up one more time, and they, to do absolutely nothing, but get their asses kicked. Let's talk about that whole Diet of the Force bullshit. Um, the fact that it was Rey and Kylo was, it, it was honestly kind of stupid. I get what they were trying to do, but it's stupid. Because here's the thing. J.J. was setting up Finn to be a Force-sensitive person. If that's the case, then why not make the Diet in the Force Ray and Finn? This should have been... like The, the ending of this film should have had a battle between Ray and Finn versus Kylo Ren and Palpatine. Okay? And then Ray and Finn should have been that Diad in the Force. Would have would have given us a reasoning to buy the fact. It would have allowed me as an audience member to go, okay, you know what? I didn't like the idea of Finn being force sensitive, but you know what? Now I like. Now I do. Um, and then we get. Uh, oh yeah, um, Lando shows up. Uh, he shows up and says, "Poe, on your left." Oh shit! I mean, uh, there's more of us, Poe. Bum bum. Um, for some reason, there's an entire stadium of people watching Palpatine. So as we skip a little bit towards the end, um, Ray looks at Palpatine and says, uh, I am Iron Man. Uh, shit, I mean, uh, I am all the Jedi. Uh, Ray and Kylo kiss, which is stupid as shit. Um, Chewie gets a medal because that's so, that's so important because that's so important. Um, Ray gets a yellow lightsaber, which is pretty cool, but then we get the final interaction of the film. Some old lady walks by Ray, who's at, who's at, who's on Tatooine in front of the Skywalker home. Uh, they walk on the, on the thing and then, and some old lady walks by her and goes, who are you? And he goes, and she goes, I'm Ray. Ray who? Wah, 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 wah. A shot of, of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher almost crying. Wah, 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 wah. Ray turns her head and says, Ray Skywalker. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah,
na 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 You added a soda like that? How dare you? Oh my god, that's the dumbest way you could have done it. That's the dumbest way you could have done it. Okay, now let's talk about why um, they should have gone with Colin Gerardo's script. Um, a few things I want to bring up. Number one, in Colin Gerardo's script, Finn and Rose have a side mission um, on the film that actually is really important. And it actually is a lot better, number one, than the, sky, than the side mission they went on in The Last Jedi. But it's also better as a way to serve Finn's arc, you know? So Finn and Rose's side mission, they have to go to Coruscant and send this distress signal, which is powered by a kyber crystal, which would have tied in Rogue One a little bit. Um, Rose gets captured by Hux, and uh, and Hux tries to use the Force on her in one really cool in one really funny scene. Um, and then Finn has a great moment where he gathers a band of citizens on. Coruscant to essentially stand up to the First Order, and there's a great moment in the script where it says, Finn stands tall, from traitor to deserter to revolutionary leader, his journey has led to this. Perfect. Just perfect. Um, Ray and Poe have a have a really cool little chemistry there. Um, they have a, uh, a relationship. There's this romance that starts to blossom between Ray and Poe. <clears throat> which never once felt forced to me. Like, I, honestly, no pun intended, but it never once felt like they were trying to cram it down my throat. It felt natural, honestly. Um, there's even a really beautiful scene where Ray and Poe kiss, but it's all be, it's all built around the fact that she's trying to use the Jedi mind trick on her, and he's fighting it. Which makes me wonder, is... Is Poe Force-sensitive? Since he's able to fight off a Jedi mind trick? I mean, who knows? That, that seems pretty interesting. Um, Kylo Ren has a really cool side mission where he where he goes on... He goes on his own mission. He goes to and finds um, uh, an old master named Torvalum. Even steals Force energy from him. They go. He goes to Mortis. Ray follows him there. They fight, and then Ray gets blinded. Kylo gets his hand cut off at one point. At least I believe he gets his hand cut off, and Kylo Ren dies. And yes, Kylo does get redeemed, but by the time he's redeemed, it's too late. He's dead. You know. Um. Which which I think is is fantastic. Um, there's also a really great moment where um, where where Ray goes into like basically like an afterlife and talks to Luke, Obi Wan, and Yoda, which is fantastic. I love that moment. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the other part that was really really cool? That was another part of... Oh, yeah. They do give Kylo Ren his mask back. They do give Kylo Ren a mask, but they actually give a storytelling reason for it. 
he goes when he goes to when he finds this Sith holocron um, that was for Vader. He it melts Kylo Ren's face to the point where Kylo Ren it gets like this Beskar metal smelted onto his face to the point where he can't breathe, so he has to wear a mask in order to breathe. Now that right there makes more sense. Oh, the Knights of Ren totally different. Knights of Ren are badass in it. They fall. They they go. They find Ray and Poe on this planet that they're on. And one of them just happens to be holding the Darksaber. And gets into this really awesome fight where it ends with Rey essentially force lightning the dude. It's so cool. Like, it's really, really cool. Um, um, Chewie gets inside of an X-Wing. Oh, this is the part that I really wanted to talk about. Rey's parents. She's not... A Skywalker, she's not a Palpatine, she's not a Kenobi. She does have parents, and she has a name, and it's Ray Solana. In that script, in Colin Trevorrow's Duel of Fate script, her name is Ray Solana. And that is perfect. And the backstory behind it is that Snoke wanted to kill any force sensitive child who was a threat to his power. And essentially, pulled a um a prince of uh, the prince of Egypt opening scene and sent the knights of ren to kill any force sensitive children who would become a threat to his power hence tying everything back with the vision you know there's that scene in force awakens where ray has a vision of kylo ren and the knights of ren in the rain that was the night that her parents died in in conjurer script that was going to be the night that her parents died um, you know, and and that's great, and even and it even ties back into that scene in the Force Awakens where, you know, Kylo Ren grabs the dude by the neck and he says, "What girl?" Because he would know this girl because that's the one that he and his Knights of Ren were after. That would have been so great, but nope, Lucasfilm didn't like it, and we went with uh, garbage. Generic garbage. So let's get into our, my overall thoughts, and uh, let's get into my overall thoughts, and then let's get out of here. The Rise of Skywalker is lazy, sloppy, badly edited. The story is constructed in such a way that it just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Um, this feels like a bunch of people got together and just put a bunch of fan theories on Reddit and th- read read a bunch of fan theories on Reddit and thought that would make a great movie. Um, Duel of the Fates, on the other hand, is exciting, thrilling, takes bold chances with the story and characters, and does a great job of wrapping up the Skywalker saga. And who knows? Maybe it would have been shit. Maybe I would have I would have seen this and gone, oh yeah, this was that was way much that was that was much better on the page. But as it is, I see all the decisions made in that script, and I go, yes, this is Star Wars. When when it comes to a Star Wars movie, I don't want safe and cliched storytelling. I want bold, original, exciting, thrilling storytelling. I want to truly feel like I'm part of the world and not be distracted by boring and lazy storytelling. Which is unfortunately what The Rise of Skywalker is. So, but guys, let me know. What do, what do you guys think? Do you guys like, and please... 
please, 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 don't, don't, let's not fight about this. When it comes to Star Wars, let's just stop fighting about Star Wars and let's just get along. You know, yes, we may not like all the same movies, but you know what? Guess what? Star Wars is actually, like, Star Wars is something that we should have a fun conversation with. Even if we don't like all the movies. Even if we disagree on The Last Jedi, we should still have a fun conversation about it. Even if I don't like The Rise of Skywalker, you know what? I will have a fun conversation with you about it. You know? And also, guys, let me know. What do you guys prefer? Do you guys prefer The Rise of Skywalker? Or do you prefer this idea that Colin Trevorrow had? Do you prefer Duel of the Fates? Let me know. Um, hit me up on all my social media and let me know and let me know what you think. So, but that will do it for this episode of Direct Thursday, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget, there's going to be a brand new episode of the Zeke Central Show this upcoming Friday at 7 p.m. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this uh, episode, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.
the future. Hey, stop, stop.